Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have back attorney Tom Renz. Go to RenzLaw.com, Renz-Law, and it's R-E-N-Z-Law.com, and go support what he's doing. He's been uncovering what's going on with COVID, with these jabs, with what the pharmaceutical company's been doing, what big government has been doing. Tom, glad you came back on. Thanks a lot for, t- for making the time today. Man, I really enjoy coming on this show. you got a great audience, great people. They really help push the message out, so I, I'm glad to be here, Joe. I want to ask you some very specific questions that I know you know the answers to because of the evidence that you've been collecting for two-plus years now. Was COVID-19 created in the lab in Wuhan, China? I think that we are beyond any sort of a reasonable doubt on that. You know, I, I've got 133 citations in a report corroborating first-hand witness testimony by Dr. Andrew Huff, who is a combat vet with a master's in security, a PhD in environmental epidemiology, who worked at Sandia National Labs of all places, and who also worked at EcoHealth Alliance while they were creating this in the labs in Wuhan, China, with both Anthony Fauci's knowledge and what I would say is also with the intelligence community's knowledge. We, we know for a fact that Fauci did finance the gain-of-function uh, work that was being done. Again, coronavirus has been around for a long time. SARS was coronavirus. Coronavirus exists, but they did yep. something to this strain to make it gain the function of harming human beings more. And when you ask them why you would ever do that, make something that's more harmful to humans, their answer is so that if it happens naturally, we'll be able to combat it. Does that, does that yeah. hold water? No, it's, I mean, it is mind-blowing, right? So when we talk about natural evolution of a virus, think about the world, right? Think of all the variables that exist in the world. That's how many different ways a virus could evolve. I mean, you know, we just have no idea. Minor gen- uh, genetic changes could occur from, you know, any number of things. Right. And there's no way to predict that. The idea that we can somehow accurately predict that is so absurdly arrogant and just ridiculous that I can't even fathom that anyone would try and make that argument with a straight face. So, Tom, was Dr. Fauci lying when he insisted it, it was born po- probably in a wet market through bats somehow? Oh, he was absolutely lying. So he knew. He was absolutely. Listen, we've got his emails. We've got all sorts of things. Why would he be working with people to cover it up if he didn't think there was anything to hide? You know, why is it that he would, and I've got right here some interesting numbers for you. I don't know if you saw these. But why is it that uh, Dr. Christian Anderson of the Scripps Research Institute was getting $393,000 a month in funding? Wow talking about this being of natural origin. And then Fauci had a teleconference call, and suddenly she says it's, well, it, no, 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 this definitely was, was natural origin. It's no longer lab leak. She changed her story, right? Uh, she had initially said lab leak and then changed to natural origin. But her monthly funding went from 393000 a month to 800000 a month. Wow. It seems, I mean... I've never heard that before, Tom. So are you getting this from whistleblowers, from actual information? How do you know this? Yeah, Dr. Huff pulled this up. So you got to understand, he worked He worked as a guy who, who dealt with these government grants, right? He's a researcher, he's a scientist, and all the funding and that sort of work comes from these government grants that Anthony Fauci, you know, he writes, signs off on. So this guy really, in addition to really getting the science on a level that most people could never grasp, he also knows where to look for information. 
And so he's really, he's been a great help. There, I've had two partners in, in doing this. One is Make Americans Free Again, which is an awesome group. And then the other is Dr. Huff. I mean, we've had other researchers and people we've consulted with for sure, but they've been an invaluable resource in helping to dig some of this up because it's buried. It's there, but it's buried. If you haven't gone to his website, I urge you to do so. R-E-N-Z-L-A-W.com. Renslaw.Rens-Law.com. Great information there. I mean, documents from the Department of Defense. I mean, you've got stuff on there that is above reproach. Um, and you're going to get an education about COVID that the big media has never given you and that you've never probably heard before. Tom, I don't know if you're familiar with this video, and you and I haven't talked about it, but there was a video of Fauci in 16 or 17, saying the next administration is going to deal with a pandemic. It's going to be a virus, and it's going to be hard to deal with, and they're going to be facing it, and it's going to happen. And then I've seen panel discussions between Fauci and several others saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be a big one. Um, and, and, and they might have even alluded to the word corona. So this was already, I mean, they projected all of it. They telegraphed all of this. We just didn't yep. pay attention. Did you see these videos I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I'm going to tell you, so, Joe, you know, I'm always very, very careful, especially on your show, but everywhere, yeah. to tell you when I'm speculating. And I'm going to speculate here for just a minute. Sure. So what we have is we've got a situation where we have evidence, hard evidence, that shows that the intelligence community of the United States was aware of what's going on. We also have a situation where all of these contracts for all of the stuff related to COVID, it ran through DOD, not through HHS, but through the Department of Defense. That's very, very telling, isn't it? That would not normally be where it would go through. It is. Now, let me carry that even further, right? So if we go back to 2014, 2015, one of the things that we see is we see a lot of money being spent on this. And, and as I said, Dr. Huff says that they created this in 2015. Wow. Well, what, what happened in 2015? Well, there's the election getting ready, right? So you got Donald Trump coming in. Here's the speculatory part. General Mike Flynn had stated openly that when he came in, he was going to audit Black Book projects. Black Book projects, for those that don't know, are projects that are intelligence community funds that are off book. They're, they're considered national security or for whatever reason, they're not publicly disclosable. They're hard to find, they're hard to understand, and unless you've got that sort of a background, you wouldn't. So let's look at what happens. Mike Flynn's getting ready to come in with Donald Trump, and he's going to audit things. In the history of our legal system, I couldn't think of another situation where anyone was attacked so viciously as Mike Flynn for, for what ended up being no reason. And not only was there no reason, but even when we decided there was no reason, they continued going after him. Why? What did they have to hide? Why were they so afraid of General Flynn? Well, my thought, and this is speculation, but my thought is, is if Flynn had came in, if he had done a black book audit and he'd found this stuff, who knows what all he would have found? Like I said, we've got evidence that the intelligence community is involved. We've got evidence that the intelligence community was aware. And so, I mean, we know that and this I thought was actually conspiracy theory, uh, InQtel. InQtel is a CIA investment firm. Now, I thought that was conspiracy theory until I found it on a .gov website where they actually admit this. I did save the website. I did save the page, so we have it as evidence. Um, They were involved. The other thing that we look at is 
and I think this is really relevant for now, is Hunter Biden. I just have to I just have to stop you for a second because now we're going to get into what's going to boggle everybody's mind. What you've already said makes a lot of sense. I had General Flynn on recently. I'll have him back on, and I'm going to ask him specifically about about the auditing of the black book stuff because that's going to be very interesting. We we did 30 minutes and barely uh, you know was the tip of the iceberg with General Flynn, so we'll do more with him. Hunter Biden, we already know is is by his own admission on his own hard drive, his text messages, his emails, he is a dirty low down international salesman of his father's power when he was the vice president. There is no doubt. It's right there in black and white. I'll say that without worrying about anything coming down on me. But when I saw the notes for this interview today, Tom, and Hunter Biden's name is somehow connected to COVID, I I, start, I had to push my brains back into my head through my ears. How is Hunter Biden connected? I don't get it. Yeah, so Hunter Biden, yeah, he had his investment firm, Rosemont Seneca. Yes. Rosemont Seneca invested heavily in a company known as Metabiota. Metabiota was, I mean, wherever you find any sort of investment in any sort of shady bio uh, stuff, you see Hunter, uh, Metabiota. Now, I'm not saying that they're doing anything illegal or bad, but what I can say for sure is Metabiota was listed as a partner of EcoHealth Alliance in and on the projects that resulted in SARS-CoV-2 being created. So what we laid out in this report was, yes, it was created, yes, it was created in the lab, here's roughly when, and here's you know some details on it. Well, the other thing that we lay out are some of the people that we think should be investigated, and one of them is Hunter Biden and the Biden family, because here's the deal. Rosemont Seneca did own a piece of Metabiota. Metabiota was actively working with EcoHealth Alliance at the time that this was done. So the question I have is, did Hunter Biden make any money off of the creation of SARS-CoV-2? And if so, has his father, the president of the United States, leverage his position in any way, shape, or form to ensure that this investigation is not being properly done because it would provide, I mean, you talk about political embarrassment. I mean, Hunter's a big enough embarrassment as it is. Yes. Uh, you know, you throw in the fact that he might have made money off of something that's killed 6.5 million people. You know, I mean, it's just shocking. It, it's it's mind-boggling. So I just want to go through it just as the simpleton that I am. Uh, Hunter Biden has his uh, his investment firm, and I believe John Kerry's son or stepson or somebody was involved too. Um, you've got uh, that firm invested in Metabiota. And and you're telling me that firm was the one that created in the lab or may have created in the lab uh, SARS-CoV-2. And there could be profits to be made as the investor. So Hunter Biden, the son of the president of the United States, may, if we connect the dots, be benefiting, or we'd like to ask him anyway, if he's benefiting financially from the deaths of six and a half million people around the world. And that's, those are questions that I never thought we could ask. And we're literally asking those questions today. Yeah, well, and we have to. I mean, listen, we have to, when you start talking about six and a half million people dead, and that's before we talk about the jabs, before we talk about the hospital killing fields, the suicides from the lockdowns, the economic damage, we are talking about six and a half million dead globally from SARS-CoV-2. Okay. You know, after World War II, we had Nuremberg. It's because we needed accountability. When you start seeing that kind of death, that kind of carnage, people need to be made whole. We have six and a half million people dead and counting 
from a disease that was created in a lab, a lab that they knew did not ha- they couldn't verify the safety protocols on, and they and by a company that didn't take the proper safety protocols. So these guys were doing this uber dangerous stuff in communist China, teaching the communist Chinese how to create bioweapons, despite the fact that the China, communist Chinese have openly said they would use bioweapons against the Americans since the 90s. Right. In a lab that wasn't safe, with a company that didn't bother with the safety officers and safety committees they're supposed to have, and then it got out. If the president's son made some money off this, I think we'd want to know. And I think we need to ask everybody else who was in or around this. The Rockefeller Foundation, Google, all these different groups. Did you make any money off of this? How were you involved? What did you know that they were doing? When did you know it? I mean, I'm not saying they, that all these people did something wrong, but when you have six and a half million dead people, I think we ought to ask the question. Well, we know that the pharmaceutical companies made billions and billions and tens of billions of dollars, um, and, and the six and a half million that you're talking about died from COVID. As you said, you're not talking about those who died and had adverse effects from the actual shots, the shots that made up many, many people very, very rich, and they're still pushing them. As this radio show goes to commercial break, depending on what station it is, you might hear some sort of stupid ad that says, go and give your six-month-old the shot. So, uh, Tom, let me ask you this. Through your research, it's Tom Renz. Go to renz-law.com, R-E-N-Z-L-A-W.com. Incredible information on his website. Go there and, and, and find out everything you need to know. Again, your mind will be blown by all of it. But as we have these, these remedies, these shots come out, and as we see the adverse effects, what, one thing President Trump said, and he was right about this, he said the, the, um, the procedure, the medicine, the cure can't be worse than the actual disease. In your opinion, is it? Yeah, I do. I absolutely. I mean, by far. You know, the thing about this is, is we have a you know one percentage case fatality rate from SARS-CoV-2 right now, and that's why we have no early treatment. Nothing. If for the doctors who I know who have treated people, so my mother had a massive stroke. Right as SARS-CoV-2 broke Sorry out. Terrible health. Almost died repeatedly. She's had COVID twice. We treated her early. She's fine. We've had, I have numerous doctors who are friends who have treated people in the thousands with these early treatments. We have a 1% case fatality on something that we're denying treatment on. These jabs are a gene therapy with absolutely no long-term testing. And in the short term, what we're seeing for results are horrifying. Yes, I do think that in this snake oil salesman scam, the treatment is worse than the disease. That's crazy. And I got to tell you, I had COVID, uh, got rid of, I was off the air one day. I took ivermectin, took some B12, some D3. I took some stuff for my lungs, some steroids for my lungs. I was fine. Uh, it didn't last. I mean, the symptoms lasted maybe five days and I was fine. Other members of my family have had it. They got over it just fine. Ivermectin works very well. Ask India. So we're seeing the, the cure um, being much worse than the disease and the cure is still being pushed, even though, um, you know, we understand better where the disease came from. I'm almost out of time, Tom, but, but you and I spoke about this earlier. This should be a big time election issue because if the Republicans get the house and Senate back, they can call these whistleblowers in front of them. They can call uh, Fauci in front of them. Uh, Walensky from the CDC in front of them, the people from the lab in front of them, Hunter Biden can be called in. If his investment firm invested here, that's the hope, right? That we can publicize this and the American people in the world can know what really went down. 
I'm hoping the Republicans will make the promise that they're going to do that before the election. I will volunteer my time. I will fund both my time and I will find a way to, uh, to help support Andrew Huff coming to testify. I will do whatever I can to bring accountability to the people who killed 6.5 million and counting and will do so for free. I'll find a way to fund it. I've got about 30 seconds. The doctors that I've spoken with, Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Urso, Dr. Lopez, they've all said that, it, that these shots cause an autoimmune issue to where your body thinks it's constantly fighting COVID, even though it's not. Is that what you're finding as well? Yeah, absolutely. And all the numbers pan out on that. And I think that I can say more than they can because they, as scientists, they have to be peer-reviewed. And yes. uh, I'm just a dumb lawyer. Uh, <laughs> I think we're going to see long-term that these, the, you know, the more boosters you get, the more they destroy your immune system. The longer term this goes, the farther out it gets, the more health problems we're going to see. We're going to see cancers continue to skyrocket. We're going to see uh, long term, you know, the blood clotting to continue to get worse over time. I mean, I, I expect the three to five year death toll to be monumental. Uh, you know, there is no sudden adult death syndrome. There's just vaccine death syndrome. And the disgusting part is they're still pushing more boosters. Tom, let's do it again very soon. I appreciate the new information. The Hunter Biden possible connection is crazy. Let's do it again soon. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, Joe. Okay, go to rens-law.com. Go check out his website. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. appreciate you hanging out. I'm already being inundated with people asking, where can I go watch that again? Where can I go get that interview right now? It's not up and running yet. I'm still doing the show, obviously. So afterwards tonight, we'll get it up and running on Rumble. Go to rumble.com or download the Rumble link and look up Joe Pags, J-O-E-P-A-G-S. I, of course, will put it on Twitter, Instagram. I'll put it up on Getter, up on Truth. We'll put it up on Telegram. So I'll put it everywhere. If you don't follow me on one of those social media sites, what's your problem? What I do to you? Go and follow me right now, and you'll get uh, notifications when I when I post things. And uh, you'll want to see this interview if you missed any part of it. Keep it here. Coming back. Much more to come. This is the Joe Pegg Show.